What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to Duval Daily, presented by GenJag.com. I'm Jordan DeLugo. Thanks for tuning in. Today, we are talking the Jaguars' salary cap. What position are they in right now? How does it look moving forward into 2023 and beyond? We're not going to go too far beyond 2023 because there's just so many different variables that can change between now and 2024 and even 2023 for that matter. But we are going to look at where the Jaguars are currently, where they're going to be at moving into the 2023 offseason, and uh, basically just evaluate what the Jaguars' salary cap is looking like. Make sure to follow myself on Twitter, at Jordan DeLugo, Generation Jaguar, at Generation Jag. For 2022... The Jaguars are at about $227 million in salary cap spending after you factor in the signing of Luke Fortner and Chad Muma, the two third-round picks that signed on Wednesday, May 25th. Thanks to rollover cap, which is exactly what it sounds like, the Jaguars had an extra $25 million in 2022 salary cap space that rolled over from 2021, money that they did not spend in 2021. So their adjusted salary cap, even though the league salary cap is set at 208, I believe, their adjusted salary cap right now is $234 million for 2022. Um, So if they don't use any of that extra cash that they have this year, because they're sitting at about $227 million, they have about $234 million in total cap into what, what's available for them. They have about five to seven million dollars that you could look at as potential rollover cash for twenty twenty three if they don't go spend that on a free agent or a trade or anything like that. And at this point it doesn't look like the Jaguars will sign or trade for any expensive players uh, the rest of this offseason at least. It looks like they're set. Uh, They got their entire draft class under contract. 
They went out and spent a bunch of money in free agency. Uh, they brought back Cam Robinson. So it looks like the Jaguars are pretty much done with their major player acquisitions for 2022. So looking forward. And so with five to seven million, though, if you if you wanted to, like, let's say the Jaguars have this five to seven million in in cap space for 2022 for the rest of 2022. And, you know, you're midway through the season, six games into the season, whatever, and you feel like you're competitive, but you need this one more piece to get you over the top. The Jaguars should be able to theoretically make a trade for a player that's maybe on an expiring contract or or it's just not working out with their current team uh, that could come in and help similar to what the Jaguars did in 2017 with Marcel Darius that were really struggling to stop the run bring in Marcel Darius from Buffalo and now you've got yourself a solution you've got yourself a team that can compete um, and they competed their asses off throughout that entire year almost made it to the Super Bowl Miles Jack wasn't down so yeah They've got about five to seven million dollars to play with as of right now. But if they don't go and spend that money, that will roll over a good portion of it to 2023. And that is what we're mainly looking at today is the 2023 salary cap situation. The cap is not set yet for 2023. That's obviously going to be something to monitor when the NFL does decide what the 2023 cap will be. That won't be till uh, next spring, late winter, early spring. But uh, Jason Fitzgerald of OverTheCap.com, he's projected that it will rise to 20, excuse me, 220 million to 225 million uh, from 208. I would guess it would be closer to that 225 mark with all the money that the NFL is making this year. Um, the cap would have been much higher at this point in time had the COVID year in 2020 not happened. Uh, that greatly reduced, or excuse me, in 2021, that greatly reduced the 2021 salary cap total down to like 182. Then it rose in 2022 to 208. And now Jason Fitzgerald of OverTheCap.com is projecting it to be 220 to 225. So if it is 225 and the Jaguars have $5 million in rollover cap, which that's what it looks like as of right now, they would have about that amount. You're right around $230 million in, in total salary cap availability. But the Jaguars, when you look at their 2023 cap, they're at $243 million in total cap liabilities in 2023. So that puts them about $13 million over where they need to be in order to be under the cap. And all of this information that I've gathered and that I'm sharing with you and breaking down is from overthecap.com or spotrack.com. Both of those are great resources if you need to find salary cap information. But I'm kind of breaking it all down for you here. So again, the Jaguars have $243 million in total cap liabilities in 2023. Uh, they have what looks to be about a $230 million salary cap when you look at the rollover. So that means they need to cut at least $13 million 
in that range. Of course, these numbers are fluid. They will change a little bit. But it looks like about $13 million the Jaguars need to cut from their 2023 um, total salaries to get down under that cap. So you look at the guys on the roster who are potential cap casualties for 2023 to get under that $230 million mark. Rayshon Jenkins, the Jaguars, signed in the 2021 offseason. Safety, they signed from the Los Angeles Chargers. He had a disappointing 2021 campaign. So did almost every other Jaguar. So tough to blame him too much. But he was not doing the things that were within his control to make sure that he was helping out the team. He had way too many penalties. I think he had six penalties uh, on the year, and several of them were just boneheaded personal fouls. So you look at Rayshon Jenkins. If the Jaguars were to release him after the 2023 season, you'd be saving $6.25 million. I think that's an easy decision when you're over the cap. you got to cut somebody. I think he's your weakest starter on the defensive side of the ball right now. And no offense to Rayshon Jenkins. Again, this is a guy who I think has some talent. I think he's best suited and probably a a third safety role instead of being a starter. But again, when you look at this is brass tacks, this is business. The Jaguars got to get under that cap number uh, of what it looks like about 230 million right now and they're they're at 243 million in total cap spending in 2023 so you cut Rayshon Jenkins you save 6.25 million that's almost half of what you need to get rid of right there Roy Robertson Harris another guy he came on strong last year the Jaguars signed him from Chicago after he was battling uh, with injuries for a while Roy Roberts as Urban Meyer like to call him he, he was pretty good against the run, and he created a good amount of pressure down the stretch last season. But, again, you have a lot of depth on the interior of the defensive line, and releasing Roy Robertson-Harris would save you $7.8 million. So just by releasing Rayshon Jenkins and Roy Robertson-Harris, you're saving about $14 million and getting yourself under that cap. Now, there are... A couple other guys you could look at. I think the most interesting one, the Jaguars, uh, their highest paid player per the salary cap, per that cap hit in 2023, is Shaquille Griffin. Jaguars starting corner, who I believe had a quality season in 2021. You want to see him capitalize on his uh on, on the opportunities that he gets to get his hands on the ball. He did not come away with an interception last year despite having really four or five great opportunities to pick a pass off. He's been working hard on that this offseason. He's talked about that quite a bit already. But um, if, you, if you release Shaquille Griffin, you're talking about $13.5 million that clears up. Now, Looking at the expiring contracts, this is another factor into what you can do. Uh, who do you need to bring back out of these guys? The, the contracts that are expiring after the 2022 season. Marvin Jones, aging wide receiver, not a lot of 2023 spending money. Do you bring him back? I don't know. Dewan Smoot and Arden Key, two uh, defensive end, outside linebacker, pass rusher types. 
They're both on um, expiring contracts. Dolan Smoot is in the second year of a two-year deal that he signed prior to the 2021 season. Arden Key is on a one-year deal. Do you bring either of them back? Jawan Taylor. I think everybody's ready to write him off, but the Jaguars seem to like him more than most uh, of the fans and the outside critics do, more than I do. But uh, he's on his last year of his rookie deal. Malcolm Brown is on the last year of his deal, the defensive tackle that you brought over last year. All three tight ends are on expiring contracts when you look at your top three. And uh, Dan Arnold, Evan Ingram, and Chris Manhurts. So that's a lot going on right there. A lot of players that could potentially be moving on. Then you look at Josh Allen who the Jaguars picked up his fifth-year option, but do you want to negotiate after the fifth year, which would be after the 2024 season, or do you want to go ahead and lock up Josh Allen, who's one of the good guys, one of the guys who has been positive, who has been a hard worker, a a leader for the rest of the guys on the team, and a very talented player who certainly has Pro Bowl potential, made the Pro Bowl as a rookie. You surround him with some more talent. I think you could see him get back to that form Uh, back to the ability to stop the run and really put up big sack numbers and pressure numbers. What do you want to do about him? Here's my plan. I say you cut Rayshon Jenkins and Roy Robertson Harris, saving about 14 million gets you down to 229 million, which again, with the Jaguars rollover cap that I'm projecting, you're looking at that being about 1 million under your 2023 salary cap of 230 million. I say you sign Josh Allen. Uh, He's already under contract for 2024, 2023 and 2024. Or excuse me, he's not under contract for 2024. 2023, apologize about that. We've got a lot of years and numbers going on here. He is under contract for 2022 and the fifth year option is 2023. Josh Allen, that is. I would go ahead and sign him. Uh, by doing so, you get to reduce that cap hit from what is projected to be $11 million on the fifth-year option down to, let's say, about $6 million because you sign him to what, like a four-year, $70 million deal if he has a big year in 2022. Might have to pay even more if he has a really big year, but that's okay because he's already on the, on the books for 2023. If you sign him... And you, uh, and you write a big signing bonus, which Shad Khan has done consistently when they sign free agents, that signing bonus gets prorated over the length of the contract versus just counting against that year one salary cap hit. And that allows you to save immediate salary cap space to push it, um, push it into the future. So let's say you sign him four years, $70 million. That's over $17 million a year. Uh, reduce his 2023 cap hit from $10.8 million to $5.8, saving you $5 million. Uh, so now you're even under $225 million in total cap spending in 2023. That gives you over $5 million in cap space. Then I restructure Shaquille Griffin. Of course, this depends on how these guys play this year, right? If both guys come out and don't live up to expectations, then this completely changes the narrative. But I believe Josh Allen will play well. I believe Shaquille Griffin will play well. Uh, I say you restructure his deal. Give him a nice signing bonus for restructuring. Move a lot of that cap hit to 2024. 
um, where you've got a lot more flexibility than you do in 2023. And the reason the Jaguars don't have a ton of flexibility in 2023 is because they spent a lot in 2021 and 2022. Uh, But yeah, if you restructure Shaq Griffin, give him a fat signing bonus, again, move a lot of that cap hit to 2024, that would, you could make his cap hit around $6 million or even less if you really wanted to, but I think $6 million is reasonable. Cutting it down from thirteen point five to six, I think, gives you even more flexibility. That would get you to about $217 million in cap spending. And again, they're looking at a $230 million uh, salary cap with the rollover. So now you have some wiggle room. You have some flexibility. You can go into free agency and uh, make some moves if you really want to with about $13 million in spending. So you're now in a healthy cap situation, but not in the position to go out and sign multiple guys to huge contracts like the Jaguars did this year and in 2021 to a certain extent. But if you extend Josh Allen, you save money. You restructure Shaquille Griffin, you save money. You might be able to afford one big-time addition in free agency, and bring in your draft class uh, and be good to go. Maybe you need a wide receiver. Maybe you need another pass rusher if Caleb on Chason doesn't develop. Uh, maybe, maybe you just want to get cheaper at corner for 2023 so you sign someone that you can um, uh, be cheaper than Shaquille Griffin if you decide to move on from him. And it, if you do decide to move on from Shaquille Griffin, who is a team leader, is a very talented cornerback, it it would have to be because you're supremely happy with what you've seen from Tyson Campbell, Darius Williams, and even the young guys like Buster Brown and Gregory Jr. That would allow you, if you did move on from Shaquille Griffin, to potentially sign two or three high-priced free agents or several mid-tier guys, thanks to the big signing bonuses, again, that that prorate over the length of the contract instead of hitting the contract or instead of hitting the cap in year one. And Khan, Shad Khan, has been consistently willing to ink those big signing bonuses. So the biggest potential move here, I think, is the decision with Shaquille Griffin. Do you keep him at his current number? I don't think that's really tenable. I think you need to restructure. I think he'd be willing to do that because you get a nice big check with a signing bonus. But yeah, looking ahead to 2024 real quick. You've got plenty of flexibility on your cap in 2024. At that point, it's time to start thinking about Trevor Lawrence and your other 2021 draft selections, extending them. We won't get in the weeds too much on that right now, but I'd say pay attention to the play over the next two seasons of Foye Aluakun, Brandon Scherf, and Zay Jones, and even Foley Fatukasi. Uh, Parting ways with that trio heading into 2024 would save the team nearly $48 million in cap space. So those are guys you want to watch, the guys they signed this year, right? Uh, The big, big price free agent contracts they signed this year. And the only reason I didn't mention Darius Williams there is because You've got Shaquille Griffin. If, if you move on from Shaquille Griffin at some point, you definitely want to hold on to Darius Williams. Even though Williams is older, he has a, a longer contract with the Jaguars. He's under a three-year contract that starts in 2022. Griffin is on a three-year contract that started in 2021. 
So um, Williams is under contract longer than Griffin. But again, the way I'd be looking at this is moving on from Rayshon Jenkins and Roy Robertson Harris, letting them go find a new home, um, signing Josh Allen, which would reduce his 2023 cap hit, and then restructuring Shaquille Griffin. Uh, that would give you enough money to go sign a big a big free agent or someone who or some ones, multiple players who are more mid-tier type of guys. But that's it. That's my Jaguars 2022-2023, even looking at 2024 salary cap evaluation. Overall, the Jags do not have a ton of spending money. As of now, looking at 2023, the Jaguars have no spending money. They need to cut costs to get under the cap. Is that a big deal? No, because you have some some uh, players, some contracts that you can easily get rid of. Again, and, and Rayshon Jenkins, Roy Robertson-Harris, Shaquille Griffin, if you really want to. I don't think you should want to, based on the fact that this is a passing league. He is a team leader, a real high-energy, bought-in type of guy who's also talented, and I think he has a really good season in store for him, ahead of him in 2022. But that would give you the ability... Uh, if you restructure him, you sign Josh Allen, you move on from Jenkins and Roy Robertson-Harris, that will give you the ability to go out and sign a wide receiver if you need to or another pass rusher if you need to replace Arden Key and and Dewan Smoot. Um, I haven't even mentioned, I forgot, James Robinson. That's going to be one of the more interesting situations, right? Uh, as a undrafted free agent, he was on a three-year deal he is going into his third year of that deal. What do you do with James Robinson? You don't pay him big, big money, but do you pay him a reasonable amount to stay around? Uh, I don't know. You just drafted Snoop Connor. You have Travis Etienne ready to go. So that's going to be another interesting one to monitor. So the Jaguars are in a I think it's a healthy cap situation, but they are going to have to cut costs in 2023. And then looking ahead to 2024, they've got a ton of money available. They've got a lot that they can do in terms of cutting contracts. Fuea, Luikan, Brandon Scherf, Zay Jones, Foley Fatukasi, even Darius Williams. So they've got a lot of flexibility for 2024. 2023, not quite as flexible. You're over the cap right now. you got to get rid of Jenkins and RRH. Uh, in my mind, to get under that cap. And then a couple of those moves like signing Josh Allen and restructuring Shaquille Griffin will help out with that as well. But that is going to do it. Thank you so much for tuning in, Duval. Hit me up on Twitter, at Jordan DeLugo. Follow Generation Jaguar, at Generation Jag. Make sure to hit that like and subscribe button on YouTube and check genjag.com for all the latest Jaguars news, analysis, and Duval gear. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 
Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.